Hello and welcome to the B2B podcast, the best place to collect killer ideas for big business. And today we have got a beast in the building. She is a social marketing expert, pro podcast producer and host, and the CEO of Marketing Bound, where she helps million dollar business owners build sustainable social media systems. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Laura Bernhardt. Oh my God, I've never heard my name with that effect. Okay, every time we talk, Travis, <laughs> I have to require that now from now on. All right, my service standard. <laughs> my services are available for hire. Uh, don't worry. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us on the show. A long overdue conversation. Um, would love to start super simple. Where are you tuning in from and what are you most grateful for right now in your life, your business, your world? What is top of mind? Ooh, okay. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. This is long overdue. Just saying. Um, I'm from Montreal, Canada. And I am most grateful for my family and friends. Just as simple as that. I'm grateful for everything. Life is so exciting right now. Oh, that's yeah. an easy win. An easy yeah. win straight out the gates. Exactly. Uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And I know you've had an interesting adventure in business because I've been <laughs> alongside it for a long while. <laughs> um, and would love to share, perhaps starting in, we'd love to unpack uh your story or the best we can uh in this context so what type of lessons or strategies can you share for your story into entrepreneurship um and perhaps the many pivots that have uh been encountered along the way how how has that adventure been for you and and what lessons can we start to perhaps extract for other folks listening yeah. Okay. So it, it goes back to when I was like 20 years old. Okay. This is, I swear to God, I have a point to this. Okay. So two lessons I've learned when I was around 20 years old, I'm like, you know, nine to five, like it's, it's, it's not enough for me. And for six years, I just thought about being an entrepreneur. I was basically a entrepreneur. Okay. And then finally in 2016, what really changed everything was my podcast. So a podcast is an amazing tool to build a business. Let me just put that out there. I started a podcast without having a business or a service, and I accidentally started getting clients. Okay. Okay. So that happened. And that was also the first time that I set out to do something and did it. I had all these ideas for businesses. I, d I had so many things that I wanted to do. Never did any of it. But when I started my podcast, that's when I started meeting people, building a network, um, just surrounding myself with people who have already done what I wanted to do. And so the lessons that we can kind of pick out from that is if you want to do something, just like take action immediately. <laughs> if uh, you have an idea, focus, please. And I think we're going to get into that more later. But focus on it and run with it. So when I had my podcast, I was going in like a million different directions, offering a thousand different services, um, started posting on LinkedIn, which is how you and I met. 
And and those are the most valuable lessons that I can tell you because that is basically the foundation of how I got to where I am today. I love it. I think the many, many people have been stuck in what you, you've kind of dubbed the, the entrepreneur lane. Um, it's very, very easy to get pulled into those ideas, those signals and everything. But ultimately, if it doesn't translate to execution, so meaningless so meaningless <laughs> that i have lived so meaningless and, and it's like i i live in that hindsight and i wish i could grab those hours and those years back honestly of just living the dream in your head over and over man we but, were living such a good dream though in our minds it was yeah. like a freaking amazing up there <laughs> oh i love love hearing that uh because it is one of those things that if you aren't fully aware of it or mindful of it or thankfully I had kind of the version of listening to podcasts that were able to kind of bring those ideas and everything to top of mind, put, make sure execution is top of the list. Um, but it's very, very easy if you don't have people or mentors or even virtual mentors like podcast hosts were for me because I didn't have actual people to hang out with. <laughs> um, that was a super powerful way to get these type of lessons like the ones that we're talking about here today because it is very easy to get stuck in that mode and that kind of that hamster wheel and you're doing okay you're not like uncomfortable you're not broke but you're also not like fulfilled and satisfied yeah. either and that's exactly. where a lot of people are stuck but We've dug ourselves out uh, a little bit. We're digging ourselves out of that lane and building, building the ship, building the dream, building the empire. And yeah, it may have lots of twists and turns along the way, but 100% recommend this route over <laughs> the, the dreamer route. So let's explore that transition from when it was dreamer mode into like first dip into the water what what was finally the threshold of getting this started what what did that actually feel like and and look like in in your world was were there certain signals or or people or what what kind of finally brought it to life and pushed it over that threshold so you're gonna think this is the weirdest answer but anyway how i got from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, I guess, or at least starting to become an entrepreneur, was taking action on my podcast. And at the time, it was my boyfriend who kind of gave me the idea and I kind of just ran with it. But I think what really got me to continue start and continue the podcast, and this is going to be sound very weird, but at the time, I found it so difficult to ask people for money. And a podcast is free. It helps them and it helps me. So in my mind, it was like a win, win, win for everybody. Me, the person I was interviewing, the audience. And so for me to run with it was a no-brainer. And I think it's because at the time I didn't have an idea as to what I wanted a business to look like or what I was going to offer. And so this seemed like the best option because it was free for everybody and I didn't have to disappoint anyone. Wow. No, I think that really reshapes and it's I'm I'm having the realization of our parallel path started even earlier than, than I thought. Um, because that 
accidental discovery, which we do see a lot in business and sports and experimenting. Uh, if you don't, if you aren't in the execution side of actually trying it and doing it, you don't get any of this data of the, the win-win situations or in our, our case, we saw the same thing within first 10 episodes started earning business. So like super high level relationships and all this stuff that definitely wasn't in the mental head version of it. Not but at as all. soon as you get your feet on the ground, execute, start episode one, get it going. That's where you start getting that feedback, that feedback loop of pivoting. Maybe we need to go a little more this direction, a little more this direction. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of the power is because after you've made that dive um, was around when I believe we've started connecting kind of in podcast-ish, LinkedIn-ish, social media realm. And that's just the thing, though, is like that's how we met. But the podcast is such a great tool to expand your network. And even though at first you were never on my podcast, we were in like the same realm. And this was before podcasts took off, right? So we were like, I did it. I didn't really know about podcasts before. And so when I started it, I had to do a lot of research. Other people weren't really doing it, but you and I got to meet. And for everyone who doesn't know, Travis and I have been talking <laughs> about business for three years. <laughs> Three years. Wow. Yeah. We've been in each other's journeys the whole time. And we both started off at very, very similar places. And it was, it there were so many things, obviously, that we had to learn. But at the beginning, it was, again, just taking action, focusing. And I think, I don't know if it was the same for you, but for me, I would try one service, help a few clients and be like, mm, I don't know, or whatever, pivot, like you said before. How many times do you think you've pivoted so far? Uh, four plus. Four <laughs> plus in the last three years. Yeah. So like for me, I've started services, stopped services, I don't know, six times. It's just what happens. And I think it's normal in business. Like now, now that we both both have, you know, a service that we're going to stick to, I'm like, no, that, that makes sense. You have to pivot. It's it yeah. at this point it is literally inevitable. I feel bad for the <clears throat> what I would call the traditional business building route where you literally you go get an MBA for <laughs> two and a half four years, uh, start your business plan, uh, get your bank loan and <laughs> your her investors, um, and by the time like you're done with that like three to four year process, whatever business idea you had is like no longer even relevant to the market yeah you just you really just need to take action yeah the build first and then start pivoting um 100 times more effective i think gary v said this like fail fast yeah. so it's like okay you have an idea put it out in the world but then be honest with yourself is it working is it not working and pivot accordingly but yeah, I would recommend fail fast, guys, fail fast. And that can even be for like a different product or a different service. Like try it, absolutely try it, but get it out there as fast as possible. Yeah, I think uh, a core lesson here, I think seeing the speed, execution, and then just having a general level of mindfulness attached to the situation. It's not like 
we're just whimsically like, oh, I love NFTs. I'm going to go start a, a crypto trading platform. And then like six months later, you're going to start do this. And then six months later, go do this. Like the pivots that we made were very specific to feedback that we were receiving internally or externally from clients of like, Hey, love this. This is freaking awesome. Can we get 10 more of these? And like, obviously a good signal. Let's do more of that. Um, so we, that's how we've, uh, I know, especially on our end, we've really fine tuned our offer to such a niche audience, um, with those little tweaks here and there that we've completely eliminated 99% of the market, but for the 1% of folks that are in high ticket, low volume, B2B sales and business development, we got a golden ticket for them that they are, it is literally feels like it was made for them specifically. Um, and that's because over the years it was, um, based on that feedback. But if we just stuck with the original concept and original idea, we would be a plain Jane vanilla podcast production and editing agency. But um, thankfully, because of our feedback, our conversations and all of those loops and I guess pivot points, uh, it's really galvanized the the offer to be like the strongest like it truly, truly can be. And that is an exciting place to be as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, to know that what you're offering is like so freaking solid. Um, and I haven't had that before. I think a lot of other stuff is fluffy. It's like almost like manipulating people to get the sale. And people this call is like it sticky pumped. Yeah. Very sticky. sticky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And once you're activated, um, that's a, another brilliant piece of the puzzle too, is doing, uh, uh, building a service or product that's so valuable that once they turn it on, none of our clients want to turn it off once it's rocking and rolling. So that I is I love a, when the clients love it. When the yeah. clients are like, I'm so happy that I'm working with you. That's when I'm like, I made it. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> like I'm here. It, it sucks when some clients are like, I'm not sure if this is working or blah, blah, blah. But when things like that happen, I actually think that you are working with the wrong client. If yeah. one of your clients isn't happy... I would highly recommend taking a step back and seeing if that client was actually in your target audience to begin with. Mm, as an ideal fit. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes even the best service in the world just isn't the, the right fit. It's just every service doesn't help every single company. It's just the reality. And so like it's, it's great feedback in the end because let's say you're working with B2B companies and in your mind you're helping all companies between 10 and 100 employees. But then you realize that companies over 50 employees, you're not really hitting the nail on the head. Well, then that's when you kind of lean back and say, hmm, let's reevaluate the target audience. And that's probably what a lot of companies miss out on is they don't look at their ICP as often as they should. Really getting that feedback from their current clients and even their prospects and taking a step back and thinking hmm, how can we how can we niche down or how can we better identify our target audience because that's huge once you really nail that down things are going to start working for you more and more on social media uh, and getting clients 
keeping clients and even your employees. Yeah, no, it's the seemingly, seemingly obvious first domino that people just zip right by sometimes. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> that, what? That uh, ideal client, ideal avatar, like whatever acronym you want to use for it, you need to know vividly clear like to like facebook stalker level <laughs> like what what does this person do with their life their free time what groups are they in what videos do they watch on youtube like all of that comes into play um which is a brilliant piece to kind of tap into perhaps your approach and your system would love to steal your uh your secret sauce um and i think there's two areas we can explore or if, if you have an, an approach that um we can use uh, the two pieces you mentioned, uh, stickiness and um, tweaking or solidifying your your target avatar. Those are definitely two pieces I would love to uh, hear your approach or strategy in creating stickiness in your brand, your marketing, and your product. Um, and then perhaps maybe we'll dive into the targeting. But to the best of your ability, let us uh, steal your secret sauce for the rest of us to share. <laughs> so for the stickiness, honestly, the best way to make sure that your product or service is sticky and clients want to purchase it over and over again is to get them results. That's number one, obviously. But what actually goes into that stickiness is understanding your target audience. And I'll give you an example. So I have a client and on her profile, she was targeting executives. So executive this, executive that, helping executives, all these things. And when I asked her about her clients, none of them were executives. <laughs> and I was like, well, well, there's, there's a little bit of a disconnect. And the best place to start is with your current clients, obviously, and find out what is similar amongst all of them. But making sure you're identifying um, the identifying factors. Uh, let me think of an example for you. So let's say a company, well, the easiest one for, is like for my company. So social media management. For me, I just have to go on their social media pages, see what they need help with, show them what they need help with, show them how I can help them, right? The identifying factor is their current social media state, right? So I know that they need help with that problem. I'm identifying the problem that they have. By looking at their social media, I can tell if they're making sales or not, right? So you have to find the equivalent in your, in your industry, in your business. And then you take, you take the right channels to do your research. Because sometimes, like even for me, even if I'm targeting somebody with their LinkedIn account, I go look at all of their other social media. All of them. So you have to gather the information, find those ident identifying markers, and build the stickiness off that. That's how you get results. Wow. No, I'm loving... I, <laughs> I have too many gears spinning over <laughs> here now of what, <laughs> what I need to shift and, and adapt... Uh, <laughs> over here in the stickiness so for sure on the targeting side yes. results based setups um and then one bonus that i'll add that we've integrated over uh into our offer um is making all of the accessory services uh that are attached to it from 
hosting, all of the results-oriented stuff have some level of analytics and reports and data system tracking everything from start to finish to just be vividly clear of all of the lanes that you could possibly be con- like, hey, here's this guest that is now a client for a 50K deal attributed to the podcast on June 6th. <laughs> it all comes back to results, Love though. It, it all yeah. comes back to results. So results yep. d- doesn't have to mean generating revenue. I have another client that is getting speaker opportunities from LinkedIn. That's another, not necessarily revenue yet, but opportunities to build business, opportunities to meet people who can help with other partnerships or other avenues or all those things. So you just have to define what the results you're getting for your target audience. And in most cases, it's helping them save time or helping them make more money. One of those. Mm-hmm. If you're not if you're not doing one of those, um, you're gonna have a hard time. Yep. <laughs> you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh no, this is super powerful to be able to really plug into these businesses, these folks, these executives, when they are executives. <laughs> um yeah. because this conversation always, 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 um, when they have to bring it back to the table or to their leadership team, unless a are the sole decision maker, which is rare nowadays. Uh, you're gonna need all of these other elements, um, and s- explaining it clearly. Um, that's a, Ooh, that's... a very difficult challenge the further you get, especially like I'm sure in IT, cybersecurity. We can get it a whole, co- a whole other conversation, a whole other conversation about processes, systems, and all that stuff. But I know we're in like the secret sauce part, and I want to add another secret sauce. Mm. Bring it. So I've done quite a few audits on social media and it all comes back to one mistake, really. It's always this, there's like a few mistakes, but this one is very, very often. So people post on social media. Some people post every single day. They get no results. Why? Okay. Now you can easily go to a post and like, oh, it's not a good post. Like you should have done this. You know, you can even say those things, of course, but it all comes back to the customer journey. And this is how I run my agency and how I create content for every single one of my clients. As the most simplest form, the most simplest form, you have three steps in their journey. You have awareness, you have nurture, and then you have like sell or call to action. Awareness is you want to get the most awareness, obviously. Nurture is kind of telling them like what you're good at. And then selling is like that call to action, getting them to take an action that you want. Now, everybody knows that, but nobody converts that into their content. So I'm going to share with how to convert that in your content. (laughs) So I'll also give examples. So the way that you get your content to work is by following the customer journey, starting with awareness. You want the most awareness posts. Those posts look like anything that has the potential to go viral. So think about let's say you're targeting executives, you want to hit the nail where it's, you're targeting executives, but you're also targeting other people that have an opinion about something. So that's like awareness. You want it to still be within your target audience, but it can still, um, it can still reach other people and they'll still engage with your content. Okay. Then nurture. Nurture is like, 
oh, uh, let's say for your business, nurture is like, here are 10 ways to generate leads with a podcast, whatever. That's kind of like at the most basic level. So you bring them into the funnel by getting their attention and showing that you exist. Then you further nurture them by showing them that you're the expert. And then finally, you call them to action. Now, your call to action cannot be like, buy with me. That's not how LinkedIn works, <laughs> for example. On LinkedIn, you have to build those relationships. So that's actually a whole other conversation, but you would have to build those relationships and start conversations. I always tell my clients this. If you're not starting conversations on LinkedIn, you're never going to see results ever. Now, that funnel, for example, on TikTok, you can have videos where you have all three parts of those funnel, that funnel. You can have awareness where you have like a catchy hook or you do, you're doing something crazy. You can nurture by giving them value and then you can call into action by saying like or follow, for example. You can do that all. It depends on what platform you're doing it on. But always remember when you're creating content, especially if you're batch creating, that you have every single part of that journey. And every time I do an audit, people are always missing parts of it. Usually people do awareness. They're like, here's industry news. Oh my God. Ooh, I guess that's awareness. Yeah. But then they won't nurture and then they it won't call it. them to action or they'll just nurture. And then, well, there's no call to action. Or you're like, well, what? So you have to have all three or else your content's not going to work. Love it. Love it. Super seemingly super simple uh, system. But if you have all three of those operating in unison, you're able to build that what all everybody calls their funnel, their flywheel, whatever uh, metaphor, but you have to keep feeding that top level. Exactly. Um, and I think, yeah, a lot of people perhaps go all the way to the top or all the way to the end and then yeah, just like go one or the other. vanilla mass reach of linked influencer or the opposite. They're just yeah. like, buy from me now, today. Here's my program. Here's my offer. Here's my discount. Here's the close. The close is tomorrow at 12. Uh, like there's time and context for that, but I see some people as literally it's just one or the other. One or the other. And you can, you can tell when you're on their profiles, you can tell, but also this does seem obvious for some, but then I guess not obvious for others, but if you want to sell your product or service, you have to talk about something related to your product or service, talking about your breakfast, um, a lot of people get into the trap of thinking that they're going to become an influencer. So they talk about like leadership and HR in their team. And that's great. But if you have nothing to do with those things, nobody cares. Like it's just, unless you're building a brand where you're focused on you being the leader and then you're going to somehow turn that into, I don't know, a consultation or something. It, it's irrelevant to yeah. your service. <laughs> Love it. Unless you're Love in it. HR. <laughs> no, huge, huge details to keep really top of mind. And a lot of this comes back down to strategy. I think a lot of folks are convinced on like, okay, I need to be on social, need to be on this, but you just dive in without a navigation, without a map, without a game plan. And I lived there for a long while. Don't worry, folks. I know those roads very well. Um, but I think bringing it back to a cohesive strategy of one awareness post two authority posts, one like conversion posts. Oh, simple recipe, simplified. It's a hundred times easier to approach the week versus 
every single post is a fresh start. And that's what I think a lot of folks can at least take away with a three-piece strategy. If you if you're starting with nothing, at least make sure all three of those pieces are accommodated in your social system. And think uh, about it on a monthly basis too. So sure. yeah. you have a month, a rhythms, you have 20 posts. Momentum. You have 20 oh, yeah. posts. So 60% you want awareness, 30% you want some kind of nurturing, and then 10% you want call to action. Think about it like that. Perfect. That's an easy layout if you don't know where to start on hey. any platform. Nice. Easy breezy, consider it stolen. <laughs> on, <laughs> on, <laughs> onward in uh, this secret sauce category. I would love to hear a bit maybe more on your personal day-to-day structure and habits and how you kind of approach this. So in your business, what tool or application is a must app for you? It's going to be a boring one. Anywhere. It's, yeah, it could be uh, personal life, business. Well, hit me. What is it? It's going to be my calendar. <laughs> there we go. That is all right. You're not alone. <laughs> it's absolutely going to be my calendar. Um, time management is everything or else you get nowhere. Um, and it took me a long time to get time management in check. And you know what I was doing wrong for a long time? So one, I wouldn't time walk. So you know how you're like, I have to do six things today. I didn't put it in my calendar, so I didn't realize that I absolutely would not have time to do six things, number one. But my second mistake was I wouldn't give myself breaks. So I'd have like nine to five, and I would have everything connected to each other. So I'd have blocks, (laughs) but they were all connected. (laughs) I was was really smart, I swear. And um, by giving myself breaks now, even if I work, might work, you know, obviously we work longer hours, but like, let's just say you're working a nine to five. Well, make sure that you have enough breaks or else you're never going to be able to finish whatever you have in the afternoon. It's just not going to happen. So by giving myself breaks and on my breaks, like I, I literally walk away from the desk and leave the desk. I go watch a show. I go do errands. Like you have to For me, I have to shut off for an hour or 20 minutes or whatever it is. And then I'll come back and I'm like, ooh, like all the energy I can. Yeah, I need. Love it. No, uh, we see it over and over, especially the higher up the food chain we go. That time gets squeezed less and less. And you have to make more and more out of it. Brilliant, brilliant to hear that. Um, I would love to go perhaps one level deeper on that in your calendar or your day-to-day approach or schedule what habit or task is on that same list of like a have to have non-negotiable but it's something you can do on the personal side business side but something that you have to make sure is part of your day every day i uh i call it admin time Mm, and that admin, admin time. time. Tell yeah. us more. Because <laughs> I don't like answering emails as soon as they come in. If you're getting 20 emails a day, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing and answer an email and then go back. So and... I'll have in the morning, like half an hour, an hour, depending on how much time I need. And then in the afternoon, I'm in time to answer my emails. If something's not working, if an invoice didn't go through this, that, I have to I'm introduced to somebody, all these things. It's the admin time. And 
at first I'm like, oh, I don't need admin time. I'll be fine. No, you need that time. <laughs> at least an hour a day. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend five minutes every hour on answering emails or doing things like that. That's going to completely distract you. You're going to get nothing done. I have client work to do. I have things to manage. I want to make sure that I can batch all of that together. And actually podcasting taught me that. Look at yeah. that. There we go. Full circle. Batch, <laughs> full batch work. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Podcasting teaches you so much. So great. It I is. recommend no. everyone get a podcast. If <laughs> full support. Yeah. Max, Max, it literally wires you for efficiency because you yeah. have no other option. Um, you have zero love, option. Love, love that. Make sure you protect your admin time at the front end or the back end of the day. Um, nice, simple way to contain the chaos. Love it. Thank you for sharing so much of your secret sauce. You've now entered <laughs> the world's fastest game show ever. This I'm ready. or that. Uh, this is going to be a three-round activity. Um, three random options are going to be generated in front of us. Uh, you simply pick this or that. And if you make it through, we got an awesome prize for you on the other side here. Okay. If um, Do you put this in like a generator and then you discover my personality? Because that would be awful. <laughs> oh, oh, no, but this is where we can go with this. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've now added a post-production task. Um, nope, this is uh, the most ultimate test of randomness that we have ever developed and created. Because uh, I don't know what's incoming either, um, which makes it a little funner, a little more daunting as well. But are you ready to play? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Round one, would you rather watch sports or play sports? Watch sports. I'm not a runner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No judgment passed on these. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This one is... Sorry. Uh, oh, kill. no. <laughs> so it's what it says. Okay. Uh, what did it say? Kill or be killed. <laughs> Um, I guess be killed. Oh, how selfless of you. Oh, I, I'm not sure everybody would answer that way. Guilty so, conscious. Like, you won't be able to live with that anyway. So, yeah, that does sound like a rough life. Uh, so, we're going to scooch right on past that one. <laughs> and the last one is dishes or laundry. Laundry. Ugh. Ugh. Laundry's not every day, so I can do that. All right. Laundry is yeah. done. Well, congratulations. You just beat the game, this or that. That was a tough uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so would love to uh, share your prize, which is the audience listening. How can they follow, connect, or get involved with what you're building, what you're doing in uh, your life, your business, your LinkedIn world, all of that. Where can we find you and how can people get started uh, working with you? Yeah, so you can always go to marketingbound.com to get free stuff. That's always good. You can email me at lauramarkingbound.com. And if you want to follow me on LinkedIn, it's Laura Bernhard. And I also have freebies there as well. But basically, I help million-dollar businesses with their social media management I create sustainable systems for them, but always making sure things stay fresh 
and that they're getting the attention of the right people. Mm, perfect. Perfect. Highly recommended as a LinkedIn follow and or anybody exploring that. How the hell do I use this social media for my business? Um, great, great avenue and resource to explore here. Um, and on that note, I have to share my personal acknowledgement and appreciation because um, as you mentioned earlier, you have been a significant part of, of my journey being the, the kind of the mentor on the side, sharing these pivots, these transitions, um, and even some of those messy months, like when you're not sure where things are going to go. Um, and it's been brilliant to watch you do the same uh, with your business on your side from afar. Uh, and I know it's not easy. So I have to give a quick Thank you and a deep acknowledgement and appreciation of those that are doing it right, because you are definitely one of them. So thank thanks, you. Thanks, Travis. Well, oh, thanks for having yes. me. Of course. Well, let's jump to our final, final question here. The rest was very nerdy systems and processes and stuff. <laughs> but this last question is for one specific listener. They might be just starting out or they might be stuck at one of these bottlenecks trying to get to the next level. So I would love to hear from you. What final words of advice can you share to send this listener into beast mode? Okay. I don't know if this is revolutionary, but every single time that I was stuck the every single time what helped me was talking to somebody else when you and i spoke when i spoke to people on my podcast they always talking to someone else getting their perspective just allows you to take that jump forward especially if you're nervous so if you want to be a beast talk to someone <laughs> oh love it there it is ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the b to beast podcast this has been Laura Bernhard. You're a beast.